Oh, hi, it's Bailey. It's just me. Um, I'm giving a quick disclaimer before today's episode um, for two reasons. One, Joe and I recorded a podcast earlier today, but the audio file got corrupted, so we can't release it, unfortunately. Um, But we are going to release um, the Lost episode, which is one of the first episodes we ever recorded but never released. Um, And it was, we were planning to release it, but we just didn't... (laughs) know how to do audio correctly yet Um, and we were also calling the podcast by a different name so we allude to that in the episode we call it two geniuses talking about really interesting stuff Uh, a little wordy so we did end up changing the name another thing you should know is that joe no longer hosts this podcast with me um joe's dead we (laughs) replete we replaced joe um with someone else entirely um and I'm really excited for you to meet her. Um, she's amazing. And um, I'm going to play a quick clip of you that for you. God damn it. I'm not even going to change it. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to re-record this. Okay. I'm going to play a quick clip for you from the episode that we recorded today where the audio is untainted. And it is, uh, it is the new podcast hosts sort of introducing themselves. Um Okay, I think, I think that's it. I'll come back on before we release, uh, you know, god damn it. No, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to come back on for a second before uh, the new, the new, uh, the new episode is on because there is like a slight change in audio. So it's, it might be jarring, but I will, I'll come back on and uh, now I'm going to stop talking and let you listen to this little clip uh, to meet your new host. Okay, bye. Oh, hello. Oh, hi. We're back. We're back. We're back, except we're not all back. Here's here's something that you should know off off the bat here. Um, Joe is no longer with us. Yeah. <clears throat> for the sake of full transparency, Joe got fired. Joe got fired. He caused a huge scene. He caused, honestly, a lot of problems. Really? Like, he, he was, you don't know this, but he was a nightmare. He was a nightmare. He was a nightmare to work with. He was super, 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 like... He was a diva. He was always too early. And somehow too late. It made people uncomfortable. He would be, he was too early and then too late. Mm -hmm. It was a lot. So I'm Pickle. I will be replacing Joe with the fabulous Bailey. Hello. So So nice to meet you. (laughs) Nice to meet you too. It's so crazy that we've never met before. But here we are. Um... So our our podcast is actually what what was once called Hot Topic with Joe and Bailey is now called Hot, Hot Topic, Topic with, with Pickle, Pickle and, and Bailey. Bailey. I'm Bailey. I'm Pickle. And we're so excited to be here <laughs> with you. Okay, hi, it's me Bailey again. What a surprise. It's Pickle. Um Okay, so uh we're going to I'm going to go ahead and play the the lost episode for you. Um, it's honestly one of my very favorite episodes that we've ever recorded. Uh, we were like so fresh into it. So you'll probably hear like a slight difference in, in tone, but it's like basically the same thing. And I'm really excited for you to listen to it. Um, okay. Thanks for listening. Literally obsessed with all you. Bye. All we talk about are interesting things. Yes. And, and you're Bailey. Yes. And you're Joe. Tell us about yourself, Bailey. Well, I'm in a phase. <laughs> Where I don't really know where to start. Bailey's blonde now. I went blonde. I've been a brunette for 27 years, and now I'm 28, and now I have blonde hair, and everything's different for me. And that's her story. That's who I am. 
And uh, what do you do, you? Bailey? What's your deal? Um, I, I'm a stand-up comedian, and also I paint nudes for a living. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is that you can really trust us. I'm Joe. I, um, uh, I... Promising. <laughs> um, I'm a humorist. Uh, because I'm not a comedian, uh, I do drag sometimes, and um, I'm waiting to see if I didn't get into grad school. So, <laughs> and I also work part time in an ice cream shop. So you can really, you can really take what we say. Those are our credentials, and I think, uh, I think you won't be disappointed. <laughs> I don't think so either. They're on the wall. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Me too. I um yeah. So basically, we are qualified to talk about whatever we're talking about. Which and is everything and anything. Yeah. But today, specifically, one topic, which is a good intro topic. Yeah, so we, deci- <laughs> <laughs> we decided that we'll have a theme, and then we write down different topics on that theme, and we don't tell each other what the topics are, then we put them in this bowl. Do you hear the bowl? Do you hear it rattle? <laughs> I hit the microphone, but it's rattling. Well, it's not rattling, it's... It's paper. It's fluttering. Yeah. Because it's paper. And then we'll pick... It's like fishbowl, like that game. We'll take turns taking a piece of paper (laughs) out of the bowl. And then each of us will get, like, you know, a little moment to discuss the the topic. And it's all related to a theme. And what is this week's theme, Bailey? This week's theme is identity. Identity. Ident. Do you say identity or I? You well, I heard you. You said identity. Identity. And I said identity, which is just two ways that we are individuals. <laughs> <laughs> just one of the myriad of ways that we are individuals with 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 ide- uh, passion and identity. What's that song? It's I, like, it's, he, guess, says, da, da, da. he says identity, I say identity. Tomato, tomato. Guess we'll all go to hell. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, that classic tune from the annals of American folk. <laughs> well, Bailey plays the ukulele, so she is, that's, that's what you just, play, right? I do play the ukulele, but I play violin and mandolin and You guitar. play the violin? Yeah, I, I played, I've played Suzuki violin since I was eight years old. Well, this is the first I'm hearing about it. Well, you never asked. <laughs> <laughs> but that is exciting. So you play the yeah. violin, and yeah. I... Well, yeah, what do you, do you play any musical instruments? I've never asked you either. I play my voice. <laughs> the most complex <laughs> uh, instrument of all. Of course. And, um... I sometimes impatiently tap my fingers. That's an instrument. Musically. Mm-hmm. I do it rhythmically <laughs> in the ice cream shop when people aren't making up their minds because they just think they're oh so unique <laughs> for whatever interesting choice of ice cream they're going to get. So, vanilla. segue into identity. Yeah. What do you think makes an identity? I think so many things. I had a friend recently ask me who I am. Like, it was like, because I was like going through sort of like a hard time. I had just, this was like several months ago, but I had just gone through a breakup and I was like really sad and I hung out with her and she was like, okay, who is Bailey? If I asked you like, who is Bailey? What would you say? And I honestly like, I I came up with a big goose egg. I was like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. 
Which, when you think about it, is a lot. Like a goose egg. A whole goose egg, yeah. That's a unborn goose. <laughs> it's a zero. It's a whole animal. Oh. <laughs> I didn't realize that it was standing. I always thought that expression was just like, just geese are silly or something. Like, oh, who wants a goose? No, but I take a goose. Nothing. A goose. That's a piece of property. That's livestock. That's true. You can make money. You can make money off anything you own. You can make money off of. You're sick. Everything's a commodity to you, including the geese. <laughs> All right, so yeah, she asked me who I was. I had a really hard time coming up with that. So it's something that I think about a lot now. Um, but yeah, we should pull one out of the bowl and see what happens. Yeah, let's see. Let's talk about identity. I think that identity is connected to your core values. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think okay. that if you identify, uh-huh. play on words there, identify <laughs> your core values, then your identity is what values you carry with you into everything you do. So for example, if my core value is, uh, I can only think of bad things. Why is that? Sharing. Yeah. Then how do I carry sharing into my everyday? Like how do I embody that in my different activity? Why did you only think of bad things for core (laughs) Because I'm a bad person. (laughs) No, I was just like, uh, I was trying to imagine, like, what a villain's core values are. <laughs> like, what is a bad core value? Like, uh, uh, destruction. Sure. Yeah. Uh, greed. Stealing. Yeah. Stealing. Uh, <clears throat> florals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we go. Bailey, do you want to pick the first topic? I do. On identity? Ooh! I... Picked romantic tendencies. Romantic tendencies. This is one that I wrote. Discuss. Um, I think this is an interesting one because I've been thinking a lot about like attachment styles lately. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's sort of like, that's an identifier for a person, right? That's something that like starts based on how you sort of interacted with your like caregivers growing up and then mm-hmm. you reenact that with. I mean, theoretically. What's your attachment style? Are you like a koala on a eucalyptus? Eucalyptus, <laughs> or are you like a face hugger from I... Alien? <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. You know what they are, right? You know what the the three are. I'm thinking of how you uh, attach yourself to things. You think, you're thinking of how a person hugs someone or something. <laughs> no, that those are met, like I'm thinking. No, I don't know what it is. Okay, so there's um, anxious, which is. Basically, you feel like if you're an anxious attacher, if someone you're afraid of being abandoned, okay, it's a, the, the core fear hugger? is like abandoned. Yeah, that's like, like the wall. face hugger. Like if if you feel like your partner might leave you, you do everything you can to get them to not leave you, including abandon whatever your needs are. Your need being to yeah. insert a alien baby in their <laughs> stomach. Yeah. yeah, you abandon okay. that completely. Secure attachment is just what it sounds like. It's like, all right, when I leave you, I'll see you again when I see you, and that's great. And when I'm with you, I enjoy being with you and not really thinking about it too much either way. And avoidant is when things feel a little too intimate or too close. Um, you will push the other person away or you you leave because it's too it feels too real or like too scary. Okay. 
and really the core fear there is also like abandonment like you don't want to be in pain and so in order to not be in pain you don't get close to other people Ooh. yeah so who what did have you is there like a test yeah there's a test but i mean it's also pretty easy to is it written yeah it's a verbal <laughs> well it's like multiple Oral. choice <laughs> it's a multiple choice i think i've i've done a lot of work i think most of the time i'm a pretty securely attached person but when i feel uh when i feel insecure i am i go to anxious okay yeah okay so you're like the koala on the eucalyptus yeah casually eating the leaves yeah but then you've got a little pouch and in the pouch is a face hugger <laughs> that you're ready to pull out and throw <laughs> Yeah, it's See, I think they should rewrite the test. (laughs) (laughs) Taking these into consideration. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I think you're really onto something here. Well, the name of the podcast Two Geniuses. Geniuses. Yeah, and you're just one of them. Not two civilians hashing out (laughs) understood ideas. We're innovators. (laughs) We're coming up, we're we're changing it. Okay, I relate to that. Yeah, what do you think? I I you, so like romantic I, tendencies. I feel like you would be avoidant, but I don't know for sure. I'm probably avoidant. I mean, I'm trying to avoid this topic right now. <laughs> I hear it. I hear it. I see it. I feel it. What are your romantic tendencies? Um, I, I am someone who really likes being in a partnership. Ooh. I really like that. Um, and I think... I think there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't know that that's always served me necessarily mm-hmm. as an individual, yeah. you know? Um, I think, yeah, I think that's my tendency. Like, search for a partnership, which I, I don't, I think now that I'm aware of that, that's something I don't do as often, but that's has been a tendency for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about, what are your romantic tendencies, Joe? Oh, I don't know. I have a lot of sex, and then, um... Uh, I, uh, <clears throat> I'll obsess over someone and, and be like, I'm going to capture them in my web. Oh, and really? And then, uh, <clears throat> then, uh, I realize that, um, that I don't, don't like them. So it's about winning for you. You want Yeah, I win. definitely have that problem, um, and it's something that I, I guess I, I work on. Uh, so in the first couple of weeks, if I'm like seeing someone or like, I try to say as little as possible. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because all my impulses are like capture, capture, capture. Like, you know, really? like I try to like look at everything that I'm about to say and I'm like, okay, why am I saying this? Does this need to be said? Am I saying this to make them jealous? Am I saying mm. this to like trick them? Am I being deceptive? Um, yeah. You like the chase. I know I don't like that. I don't want to say that I like the chase because I don't enjoy. But you feel I don't driven enjoy it. But I feel motivated yeah. by this need to uh, uh, have this person um, be interested in me. But I guess I would like a partnership because sometimes I'm like, well, what does that look like? And I don't want that at all. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I feel that this too. Person? Sometimes. If I have a partnership that like lasts a long time, I I find myself being like, oh my god, I would love to be with anyone else. Do they take? <laughs> do you find that you're like, like what is that in terms of like an identity? Like, you know, like do does does your partner say something about you? I honestly think it's like a codependent thing. I think it's like 
I, I don't obviously identify that way, but that's like who I have been historically is someone who is codependent. Oh, but I mean, generally, do you think that someone's partner says something about their identity? identity? Yeah. Right. I feel like you can look at someone and like, no, I think you can look at someone's partner and tell a lot about that person. You'll get a lot of information about mm. that person based on who they choose to be partnered with. I agree, and I think that, like, it's, like, what does, like, a health, like, you know, if I look at, like, isn't the ideal situation to be, like, okay, they're completely just, like, their own people, and they just have formed this partnership? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's mm. ideal, but I don't think that that's often what happens. Well, people think... are awful. <laughs> We're flawed. Yeah. We Deeply. war and we fight. <laughs> Classically, famously. <laughs> um, yeah, I think people, here in a, in a perfect world, people would just like heal and, and like have these like really solid identities and then they would partner after those are formed but that's like not what happens oh god i think the ideal partner is like uh stabilizes you financially <laughs> I think and like just is there to like keep you company on trips yeah that's what i on want. the plane cool so that mean... you don't have to buy magazines <laughs> we both want the same things here yeah i want someone who's like really good uh at bookkeeping mm-hmm. um and who is attractive for photos. Yeah. And who can hold their own in a conversation. Mm-hmm. And um, will amuse me on airplanes. So if you're out there. If you're listening. And you feel that you meet those criteria, I won't say that I'll make you very happy, <laughs> but I'll do my best. <laughs> I and I won't very hit you. <laughs> I won't. Unless you do something really just. Really stupid. <laughs> wow, what a what a sell. <laughs> I know. I sign me up. I'm ready. All right. All right. I'll pick something out of the bowl. <laughs> Getting railed. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. How is that part of your identity? Getting railed. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. I love that. Does that, you that wrote define Getting you? railed. Yeah, I have a very high sex drive. See, that's part of your identity. Yeah, I think so too. I, I want to have sex a lot. You want to get railed. I want to get railed in a sundress. I tweeted this thing one time that was like, I didn't know I didn't know you could do this, but once I discovered this feature on Twitter where you can uh, add a location, like a very specific location to okay, your tweets. What? So you can oh, be like, yeah, I'm like, doing this. I'm in... The Grove. Yeah, exactly. That's all I can think of. The Grove. <laughs> it's good improv. We're just warming up. There's a play I just saw called Buyer and Seller, which is about a gay guy and Barbara Streisand. And Sounds I know, good. I roll. <laughs> um, and there's this line where he's like, I love The Grove. And I almost, in the theater, I was like so close to just saying, who the fuck loves The Grove? Like, what? What kind of character is that? Who is this person that's just like, I love the Grove. And of course he had like three sentences where he explained like, because everything's in the right place and everything's fantasy. Oh, and I'm off. like, fuck off. Awful. Go read a book. Okay, so I continue. I tweeted. I'm not drunk. <laughs> I'm just angry. Very similar sort of 
responses from you. I mean, I've never seen you drunk, but uh, I tweeted getting railed by the love of my life at Laurel Canyon bus stop, <laughs> 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 which is something I want. <laughs> wow. Okay. Let's. Um, I'm just kidding. I don't that. want. I don't want to get railed at a bus stop. Well, That's and isn't it the human tragedy that? Uh, the people that are really good at railing <laughs> are usually not really good at loving. Oh my god! Unless absolutely. you find something. Well, because because making love isn't about getting railed necessarily. No, it's about two bodies intersecting in a way that is intimate and spiritual and emotional. Yeah. So you have to find someone who can. All, rail and make love and wants to be in a partnership. I think that might be... I think you get to pick two of those three. So which do you pick? I would definitely pick... Oh man, it sucks. It sucks, but I know what I would pick. I would pick wants to be in a partnership and can make love. You're going to cheat. You're going to be a cheater. Maybe. You'll cheat. I You're might. a cheater. I... That's what cheaters say. <laughs> Nine out of ten cheaters... Answered the same. You know what? No, you're calling me out and you're one right. Day, and you're so right. One day you're going to be like, God, I need to get railed. And some awful person <laughs> who just has the, the, just the personality of a fucking Blade Runner replicant, <laughs> but who's just got like the dick you need <laughs> is going to just like, you'll be, yeah. And then you'll get railed and then you'll be like, how is this? I'm not a cheater, even though I'm cheating. No, you're so right. I, I was in, in something once that was like, it was very like sensual and it was intimate and it was like, like emotionally close and like there was sex, but the sex was not like satisfying necessarily. Mm. And I did find myself being like, okay, I got to find this elsewhere. And it wasn't even like a, a conscious thought. I just remember like being like, ooh, I'm having a, a thought that's making me guilty. I'm going to shove it down. And it just came out right now. Mm, here we are. <laughs> See, I'm a psychologist. Uh, a I would pick partner, position. license, MD. I wrote MD on a piece of paper and I stapled it to my forehead. See, I would pick railing. I don't love getting railed. You love, I'm you're more the of railer. a railer. <laughs> wow. But, <laughs> but I wouldn't say no to a good railie, to being a railie. Okay. Every once in a while. So um, you want to rail? I bought them once a year. <laughs> when? Uh, usually around April. Oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's coming up. And uh, um, the bottom that lives inside of me, I call him the Phoenix. <laughs> and it's usually like the best sex of my life, but then afterwards I'm like, Oh, I can't do that again. It's I, exhausting. It is exhausting. But so I would pick the railing and the partnership. The lovemaking, you can work on that or like, or it won't ever happen. Who cares? What, like 10 minutes of like staring into each other's eyes and yeah, whispering, like whatever. <laughs> People need what they say they need. <laughs> You're the doctor. There's no <laughs> rules. If you don't need lovemaking in your life... Yeah, that's true. Drop it. Who cares? <laughs> I feel like we do so many things because people tell us that it's what we need. Yeah. Like, you need... Like, oh, you need, like... You need your bodies to combine into one soul. I can't, I can't honestly tell you that I've ever experienced that. Yeah, like, oh, we need to communicate. Who cares? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, if neither of you wants to communicate, don't communicate. <laughs> 
That seems Just like... live your broken, <laughs> frustrating life and enjoy it. Wow. I think that's such terrible advice. <laughs> well, good. Take, watch it. That's watch. Take it and have the... Just, you'll be like, I'm so happy. Just, I'm living a happy life. <laughs> Hobbies. Hobby? Do you have hobbies? Of course I have hobbies. What are your hobbies? Okay, so I'm going to define a hobby. Okay. As it relates to identity, which is the, the theme. <laughs> okay. Uh, a hobby <laughs> is something sep- you cannot make money off of a hobby. I, okay. It must be something that you do Yeah. Uh, for the pleasure of doing it itself. So you can't make money off of it, which means I'm going to define monetizing something. It can't have its own Instagram account. Okay. It can't be something that you show the public because that counts as monetizing something because it enhances your image. It's something that you do literally with no, and with no, like it's like you're knitting a sweater and it's like, okay, whatever, who cares? Sweater's ugly. It's not reflective of your taste. So like, what you hobby. what you think a, a hobby is is a hideous secret <laughs> that you get pleasure from. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess smoking a quarterly cigarette. <laughs> when That's true. I, I smoke. Four cigarettes a year. I guess that's my hobby. Okay, that's um, legit. Do you I, like? I read. I read. like to read. That is a hobby. I read. Yeah, yeah, you do. I know that about you. For a ho- as a hobby, yeah. I enjoy it. I enjoy it too. Um, I want to say things like roller skating, but that is something that I like show people occasionally. But that's also, a hobby. That's a hobby. Yeah, I, I think it's a hobby. It's like... You're not making any money off of that. No, but actually, interestingly, Although it Jeff, enhances your image. I got offered to do a shoot today during this podcast uh, for a music video to roller skate. Well, and see, tur- so then that doesn't down. count. Oh, turned you turned it, it down. I turned it down. Why? Because it's not enough money. It's a money. hobby. It's a hobby. Well, first of all, absolutely it's not enough money. Well, see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and because it's my hobby, they offer you $50,000. You're go, like, I just can't do I it. T- I just won't be able to yeah, do that. Yeah, let's say, name your price. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's a hobby. That counts. I think, yeah. I think roller I mean, like, that. things that where, like, it's not a hobby if you're like, oh, I'm going to make... Uh, tchotchkes and then sell them yeah if you're when you're thinking about the tchotchkes if you're thinking if you're fantasizing about selling them yeah that's not a hobby no that's a career move but i think hobbies can become something i agree yeah like for example i do paint tiny little nudes and that purely was a hobby at first it was just like a fun thing that turned into now that I sell, now I sell them. Now I sell them. So when you were doing it initially, you never thought in the back of your mind, "Ooh, it'd be cool if I sold these." Never. No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we just live in a capitalist society, so it's like everything. The first question out of everyone's mouth is like, "Well, how are you going to make money on that? How can I make this commodity?" Ooh, yeah. you should sell those. <laughs> yeah. People are. Yeah. Retro. Oh, you should. Um, you should. Your joy. Oh my God! You should. 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 The word "should" should be eliminated from the fucking English I agree. language. If I should, then I would have. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking beautifully said. Thank you. I'm <laughs> Thank a philosopher. You, good night. I have hobbies. 
Kind of. Not really. No, I, I read. Guess you do. What are your hobbies? I read. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to exercise. Oh, yeah. But that's, I don't think of that as a hobby because I do it. I do enjoy exercising. I like competing. I like mm-hmm. doing that. But I also am motivated to do it by, like, wanting to, like, look a certain way and, like, oh, for sure. know, be able to sell myself yeah. on oh, the street. It's only to be hot. Uh, which is a commodity, so it can't which be. Which is a commodity, but I do enjoy it in of itself. Like I'm taking, yeah. I'm taking kickball. <gasps> taking, taking it. kickball. I'm playing kickball. <laughs> I'm taking kickball. Starting tonight. That's exciting. Um, to meet people, just to like you know have fun. Yeah, expand your social circles. Um, I. Uh, I guess that's kind of it. Yeah. Gorgeous. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I like to cook as a hobby. I, I hate cooking. I, I notice whenever I'm cooking, I go, oh, I must be very mentally healthy right now. And when I'm not, it is the opposite. And like right now, honey, I am not cooking. We I'm are... not cooking, sweetie. <laughs> I'm not cooking, baby. Well, that's funny because I'm cooking and I'm miserable. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so I think you're wrong. I'm kidding. <laughs> Another way that we're different. See? We're unique. All people are unique. And oh, that's what this is about. The ways in which they have romantic tendencies and hobbies and getting railed. Getting All railed. Really different. All right, okay, I'm going to pick one, one out of the bowl. Hometowns. Oh, this this is a big identity one, I think. I'm from uh, Springfield, Missouri, but I grew up on a like on a farm. Oh my god! Wait, did you yeah. have cows? Uh huh. Yeah. Do we you had... still have cows? No. No. Yeah, we did. We slaughtered them. You did. Yeah. Did you eat them? Uh huh. Yeah. Was it emotional? Um. Yeah. I was vegan for three years after I moved out of my parents' house. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But did they taste good? Incredible. So good. Grass fed, grass finished beef. I mean, they had a good life. It's not like they were like in a tiny little crate. And then they just died. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, you could fit a cow into a tiny crate, <laughs> or you know, a large enough crate. No, they were like, yeah, they like roamed. You could pet them. We would feed them. We had like cows, chickens, you horses. You fed them, and then yeah. they fed you. Exactly, circle of life. Circle of life, sweetie. <laughs> so be cautious if someone comes up to you with a handful of seed, <laughs> a bucket of grain, <laughs> or a bucket of grain on the street. They're trying to buy you up, they're bitch. Just, they're just gonna try to eat you. <laughs> Um, or if a man buys you a nice meal. Yeah. Okay. He's just going to cut you up and eat you. Run. Yeah. Fully. <laughs> if he tries to pick up the tab, get out. Get out of there. Another piece of advice from me. <laughs> He's only going to try to eat you at some point. Um, one way that my hometown has defined me, and this is like, this is something that like I always thought was my identity, but like maybe actually wasn't. Like, all right. So I consider myself like good at handling animals because I grew up on a farm. And I... And if it doesn't work out, I guess you just kill them. Okay, literally. I <laughs> I had this friend, he's in Echo Park, and he had, like, this outdoor area, mm-hmm. and he had a, a, like, quails. He had quails. Quails? Birds. The bird quail. Like with the eggs? <laughs> yeah. Quail eggs? Quail eggs, yeah. And he... So he had a bunch of quails, and he was like, you can pet one if you want. Wait, and I was this like, is in Missouri, right? We're still no, this is in Echo Park. This is in okay. L.A. So he found quails. So he bought some quails off of Craigslist, put them in a little container, quail container, right. little cage or whatever, 
And he was like, you can pet them if you want. And I was like, I'm a farm girl. My identity. I'm a farm girl. Of course I can pet them. I, I, I go in there and I grab one. I'm not... And try to put it in your mouth. <laughs> I eat it You immediately try to eat it. <laughs> no, I grabbed it thinking like, oh, I like had chickens. Like I know what I'm doing here. I didn't have a hold on it like at all. Did not really know what I was doing. The quail flew away from me, landed on top of a large dog's head, and then a lot of other people had to grab the quail, shove it back into the cage, and then I was just like a fucking farm girl poser. <laughs> wow. So do yeah. you did you do you think of your hometown as being a part of your identity? Yeah, I think so. Even though it's a lie. Even though it's a total lie. I didn't even like But you're like a, you were born you were raised on a farm. You're like yeah. you what does that mean? Like, what do you feel like, if, like, how does it manifest other than just thinking the arrogantly grabbing quails? I think of myself as, like, so salt of the earth and, like, very, I don't know, like, Missouri, humble, like, hard worker, like, but I'm not, I'm not. I, I, but you would never live there. No, no, I got out of there as soon as I could. Which is probably more my identity, but now that I'm out here and it's like it stands out more to be from a place like that, um, that's like how I'm special now. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? I see. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's fake. It's all fake. It's all fake. But there is a and part of it that's real. why you killed the cows because they would have known your dirty little secret. They would have squealed. They would have squealed like piggies. <laughs> so you ate them. So I ate them. That's right. Watch out, Bailey eats her friend. <laughs> How do you identify with your hometown or not? Well, my hometown is Los Angeles. Where? <laughs> um, is that a farm? Also, I'm also a farm boy. <laughs> um, hold for horn? Hold for <laughs> car horn that is on while the car is driving, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, uh... I must inform my identity. I feel like, you know, I'm definitely an L.A. boy. I uh, What does it mean to, to... A lot of people... It's interesting, like, you know, living here. Because I came back... A lot of people come here. Yeah. For a reason. <clears throat> I came back because I had no choice. I was like, you know, after college, mm. I would, like, wasn't ready to, like, live in New York. I had to move back into my house. It just so happens that my house was in the middle of Los Angeles. (laughs) So, like, you know, it was, it was, like, kind of a fall from grace, but into different grace. It was, like, a fall from level 10 to level 9. Yeah, like, exactly. It's sort of, like, oh, well, I have to move back home, but home is L.A. Uh, But, so, a lot of people here are, like, like, when I tell people I'm from here, they're like, well, what was it like to grow up here? You know, like, that's so different. I'm like, yeah. well, I didn't grow up anywhere else, so I like, don't know. I can't compare. <laughs> oh, but you know what? Okay, so we went on a hike not too long ago, and on the hike we were talking about when civilization collapses, how will we, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How will we survive in, in a post-apocalyptic world? A fun hiking thought experiment. Yeah, but you gotta funny. be ready. Because we both said something that, like, I think relates back to hometown identity. Because I was like, I will probably, like, farm land. I'll probably go next to a river and, like, farm land. And what you said was that you will be an urban scavenger. <laughs> scavenger. I'll bully people into giving me their resources. <laughs> and that's... I'm fine with that. Yeah. 
like when friends are like, oh, you got to be careful of like, you know, those like those people in like the movies and stuff where it's like the music changes and it's like, uh oh, these are the bad ones. <laughs> I'm one of them. Like and my friends are like, we have to be careful. And I'm like, no, no, no. You be careful of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I'll chop your head off. Eat your brain. Wait, that's a zombie. Sorry. <laughs> Mixing up my scenarios. I'll chop your head off. I'll take your, I don't know, whatever canned fruit yeah, yeah. you've hoarded. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, I'll enjoy yeah, totally. it. I'll have a little band of ruffians. Yeah. We'll call ourselves, I don't know, the pink ladies or something <laughs> funny. Um, and you're the leader. I'll be the leader, or I'll defer to the leader until I kill him in his sleep, or her. Sorry, I didn't wow. mean to gender that. Thank you so much for Kill them in us. their sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, people are always like, what is it like to grow up here? And and yeah, it's, I didn't, you know, And it, but, it, but then someone caught me, because I told that story at a dinner. I was like, people are always like, oh, it's different, but it's not different. It's just like I was a teenager, you know, I saw yeah. movies, I obsessed about boys, and like, yada, yada. Yeah. But it was completely different. I grew up around gay people, so I came yeah. out really young. Um, like, I didn't realize that there were regions where, like, gayness was, like, not cool. You know, like, mm-hmm. that it was news to me. I didn't, I, uh, I had never met an obese person. I'm from Ever? Los Angeles. I like, had never met a thin person. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I'm not saying, like, that as a judgment for, like, bodies yeah. or anything, but it's just true. Like, my therapist was asking, we were talking about, like, my body issues, um, <laughs> and I was like, you know, I, she was like, well, where is this coming from? Where is mm-hmm. this coming from? And I was like, okay, you know, I grew up around a dialogue where it's like, thin is in, thin is in, thin totally. is in, thin is in. Like, I grew, like, you know, those, like, you know, I grew up in LA in the 90s. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like, if you didn't look like a coked out, like you were inches from death, <laughs> you, were you were wrong. It's so interesting because like that specific thing where I'm from, like I think people wanted to be healthy, but like there there wasn't any sort of like blueprint for that. You know what I mean? Like there is here. Like, oh, they're like, oh, well, you can take a Pilates class. Well, and, and it's not healthy. It's, no, not necessarily. necessarily. But it's, it's like, like your body can look a certain way and like. I think people where I'm from, like, wanted that, but, like, also didn't have... I don't exactly know what it was, but, like... And this isn't an exaggeration, obviously, but I feel like they would just, like, drink, like, cream of mushroom soup, like, water. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's a vegetable, and that's their vegetable. Well, but, like, in a place like... What, Springland? Springfield? (laughs) Springfield. Springfield, Missouri. (laughs) I would venture to guess that if you're heavy, you're not the only one. No, 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 no. Not a long shot. If you're heavy in school... You're, like, the odd man out. Like, I was, like, a little pudgy when I was a kid, and it was weird. You know, people treat you like you're weird. Yeah. Like, it's, like, strange. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, that impacted my identity. I'm trying to use that as, like, the flip side for, like, you know, it being really my privilege of growing up around gay people. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, and just being, I came out really young. And, like, you know, my first date was to see... (laughs) To see Tristan and Isolde at the LA Good Opera God. with a boy when oh I was 13. God. Like, you know, yeah, it's different. You can do that. Yeah. And so, like, you know, it impacted my identity for sure. Yeah. Did it make me better than other people? Yes. You think so. Yeah, for sure. I, I also think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. I love that. There. I'm gonna pick Which mine. is why you should take all my advice because I, you know, 
I've worked, I've been. He's he's been literal genius. Oh, okay. Um when you when you first meet a new person versus when you know someone well. Like I think meaning like you know when you meet someone and it's sort of to me at least it feels like all right, how can I how can I behave around this person who doesn't know anything about me? Like what are the first ways that I'm going to show you who I am? You know? Mhm. And versus like how I would talk to like you or someone that I know pretty well. Yeah. I think that changes. So you're talking about being a fake bitch. Yeah. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, kind of. Like, uh, like, okay, so I I dyed my hair blonde yesterday, and that is, I sat in a chair talking to some woman I've never met in my entire life for like four hours. Yeah. Um, And so it was like, what do you talk about? How do you like get to know another person? And what, what is the best foot that you put forward? And Mm. I was like, you know the things that we ended up talking about we had we had a mutual friend and so we talked about her for a little bit and then we we, we disparaged we completely her we completely destroyed her, her character assassination, assassination and, then, for a few hours. and then we talked about like truly just like tv shows that we liked and found that we had like similar taste and stuff like we both really liked what we do in the shadows uh-huh. and and like from that i was like oh i kind of know the sort of person you are just based on these little things and then we were like we built I ended up really, I think we really liked each other, but it was like, you have to build that rapport because you're not totally sure how you fit in with someone else, like how you mesh with another person at first. Totally. Um, but I found myself, like the things that I wanted her to know about me was like, oh, I, I want you to know that I'm like outgoing and that I'm funny and that mm. I'm like easy to talk to. Those are the things that I, I wanted to present, but it's like, I don't know that that really comes off just because I want to present that, you know, which really I think speaks to the fact that I just want to be liked. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. See, I don't want to be liked. I want to be what? really despised. That's bullshit. One I'm time, kidding. One time, <laughs> Joe and I were in the park and he saw someone he knew and he went, oh my God, hey, I know her. And the person he knew was a one year old infant. <laughs> hey, you got to have friends. Friends in all like you know that that's called having a diverse friend profile. I have friends from all different walks of life, including some who Who cannot walk. walk. (laughs) She was modeling on a bridge with her parents. Well, what if that infant becomes you know uh, the CEO someday? You gotta you gotta start young. I'm on the ground floor of whatever that infant becomes. Uh, yeah, you gotta have baby friends. No, yeah, I think I lead with, um, well, I'm an Aquarius rising, so Mm I, I, I would say that I lead, what I take from that is that I lead eccentrically. I think that's true. So, like, I'm not afraid to, like, I, I just, like, I'm very not, I'm very interested in, like, finding out I don't I'm very very busy I don't have a lot of time so I want to know <laughs> I, I want to know who I can fuck with pretty quickly yeah not in a way that's like like you know I don't like it when people are like I'm not fake like I hate that that's stupid we're all fake we're all extremely we're fake, all extremely fake <laughs> that's part of our identities yeah but um you know I want to know I want to know like uh you know, what makes you t- 
weird you know like what makes you odd like i think that yeah. that's really interesting i i like to know where people are from because that's just so strange uh, <laughs> i'm thinking about when we first met each other working at dodger stadium covid mm-hmm. testing vaccination because we're heroes um, just casual everyday frontline workers um i i okay so i think when i first meet someone i'm like a golden retriever of a woman like mm-hmm. I am a Virgo rising. I want to know things about you. I want to yeah. ask you questions. I'm like, I am interested. And I also want you to know that I'm interested and that I'm interesting. And I remember you, you, I think you, you and I bonded because we both got in trouble for wearing a crop top on the same day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so stupid. Which was actually a really great way to get to know someone. To get someone. to know someone. Yeah. As rule breakers. Yeah. As, well, as, as, uh, um, what's that word? Uh, trailblazers, really. Completely. Completely. Crop top, challenging the norms. <laughs> well, it's not a way that I have normally met other people. Like, get, I don't Getting usually like, get in trouble. Yeah. And so it was a very, like, Yeah, that, fi- that firefighter didn't want us wearing those crop tops. No, <laughs> no, no. no. Oh we were talked we were, to. We were pulled aside. She was like, we're to. trying to present a certain level of professionalism. And I'm like... Hmm. What? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're what are you all dying. Talking about. Um. Yeah. But whatever. I get it. Don't I feel like it expedited, tops. like sort of like the first bullshit that I normally would yeah. spew. Yeah. I want to know where the bodies are buried. <laughs> uh. I want to know the last time you got railed. <laughs> I want to know who you are. <laughs> And how you react is, I want to know if you were put in a cage with a bear, what are you doing? Yeah. Where are you, what, what's your tactic? Interesting. So you want to pick brains. I, I do, I do yeah. remember you also. I like picking brains. I, I showed you a picture of someone that I knew. I didn't know that you knew them and you said I took that person's virginity. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I forgot about yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I did take that person's virginity. I didn't know I was taking that person's virginity. No, of course. There, I was not did. given that disclosure. Have you ever taken someone's virginity? Is that part of your identity? Uh, I have, but only one person who also took mine, so... Okay. How do you act with people that you know well? See, I think I get worse. Oh, really? I think that people should only know me for 20 minutes. (laughs) That's your sweet spot? That's my sweet spot. (laughs) I'm great for 20 minutes. Oh, I think I'm so much easier to be around when you know me better. Mm. I think I'm less... I I don't try as hard. I think you're always easy to be around. Oh my god, thank you. That's what I want you to think. Well, good. Yeah, you just don't want people to know about your dirty secret about yeah. killing all those cows. Yeah, I don't want them to know I Ooh, I'm Oh, I'm like uh, Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs. I won't let it go. Clarice. <laughs> Bailey. Do you hear them screaming? <laughs> Except they're cows. Such a less just elegant like animal. Yeah, just like don't Who really cares? Scream. Like, I feel like cows don't scream. And if you did hear a cow scream, you'd be like, it's whatever. No, it's horrifying. Is it horrifying? It's horrifying. Wait, did you watch them get slaughtered? No. We took them you just to, listened? to a facility. No, no. I, a facility? Yeah, there are people who do that. Oh, there are people who do that. <laughs> we don't do that. Ew. Oh, we don't. Oh, yeah, you didn't do it. You had nothing to do with it. Uh, truly, I didn't. That's you why didn't. I can't hold it. It was an accident. <laughs> the cows 
rolled into this killing they shack. They stumbled. They just like wandered <laughs> off. Someone left the gate open once and they just wandered off. They wanted to see what was in into there. Into the killing facility. Next thing you know, they boom. Were cu- curiosity killed the cow. <laughs> the classic saying. No blood on Bailey's hand. All right, what's what's our next topic? Profession. Mm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people find identity in their profession. I think to a fault. I think some people. I'll, I'll speak for um, not even myself, but like comedians. <laughs> I'll speak for everyone. <laughs> I'll go ahead and speak for everyone here. I'll speak for everyone but myself. <laughs> but like comedians. Oh, the worst. Really find identity in being a comedian. I know. I hate comedians. They're very. They can be very hard to be around for that reason. But I think. For, for me, once I was like, no, I'm actually a person who just does comedy. And when I think about it that way, I'm a lot more successful at what I'm trying to do. You know mm. what I mean? If I don't define myself by whatever I'm trying to do, uh, I'm a lot happier and a lot more competent. <laughs> yeah, this last year I've had like kind of a new awakening with professionalism where I'm like, it is not who I am. Like, I'm going to be cool today, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm awesome now. Uh, and these are just the things I do to make money, and um, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, you know, um, that's being an artist, bruh. That's being an artist. You know, wow, you gotta, there you go, defining yourself by your profession. You can't, you can't do it. Art rejects money, sweetheart. <laughs> that's why there's never been a successful film adaptation of The Great Gatsby. Uh. You can't make money off of it unless you're. <laughs> F. Scott Fitzgerald, and then you make a lot of money off yeah. it. Well, Whoever yeah. owns his estate. Who's got... Th- if you're out there, <laughs> who's got the estate? <laughs> How do I get that? Um, yeah, I think it's it's like, you know, you'll drive yourself crazy. It'll never be enough. Did you find identity, or, or do you find identity in being a drag queen? God, no. No? Really? Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I've said before, like, I feel like I'm a drag queen before I'm a person. Yeah. Like, you know, it's well, like... that's the thing. Just like, a part of... It just, like, lends its... I just am, like... It just, like, works, you know? But I've never... I've I've struggled with that. I think I think more maybe than... than um, is normal. It is... It's, like, just... It's something that I'm good at. It's not necessarily something that I love more than other things. It's just, yeah. like... Yeah. But I don't think that RuPaul loves being a drag queen... More than, like, you know, RuPaul has said, like, it's just what works, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I think that, a, a, you know, when you're a creative professional, so much of it is, like, meeting uh, what you're good at halfway, like, with what you want, you know? It's yeah. like, you've got to be adaptable. Yeah. Um, on the business side of things. And then do whatever the fuck you want, also. I think... But don't, don't have, I mean, I don't have high expectations... I think it's humiliating for me to say to be I'm a comedian. An yes, we all think. That. No, no, yeah, that especially. But like <laughs> to say I'm an artist. When comedians say I'm an artist and they mean it, I think that is one of the funniest the things they. Well, what do you ever think <laughs> is the difference between entertainment and art? Um, I don't know. I mean, okay, I think that art isn't necessarily made to entertain. It's made to like. I don't know, soothe something inside of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there's a lot of intersection between the two. But I've I kind think so of, too. I've, I think that art can be entertaining. Yeah. Um, I but, think so too. I think, okay, this is, 
maybe this is humiliating for me to even say, but I'm going to say it. I play a song on stage called Emotional Genius that mm-hmm. I never intended to share with anyone. Right. And it was just something that I wrote over the course of the pandemic and played on my little ukulele, and uh-huh. it felt like a Why release. not the violin? It's so hard to sing and play the violin at the same time. It's well, nearly you'd be impossible. The first. I wouldn't be the first. No, I would just be, be a person who's bad at it. <laughs> well, you'd be the first person brave enough to just be really bad at it. <laughs> I give it my awful best. And that is a brand. <laughs> that's the brand. Yeah, no, but like uh, that's that's an example of something that that works and that I think people like and it is entertaining, but it was not born out of the purpose for being entertaining. And there are other songs that I've written for the stage that were born out of the purpose for being entertaining and they're not very entertaining and they're not art, you know? Mm. So it's like hard to I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to create things if for me at least with the purpose of like just being entertaining, including writing jokes. Uh if I'm like sitting down, I'm like, I want to write a joke. I don't usually come up with something great, you know. But if I think of something funny in the moment mm. that makes me laugh, that's usually something that I would want to say on stage. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think that art is the choices that are made in art making are in service of the work itself, and the choices that are made in entertainment are made for the sake of the watcher. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. So like. But I think both are very valid. Like, even in, like, acting, it's like, okay, some project to project, it's like, okay, how do you approach this, this, like, how am I going to break this down, you know? Am I, are you making, and comedy is tricky because it's like, it's more of an entertainment, I think. Just like painting is more of an art. You know, not like, I'm not saying comedy isn't art. Yeah. I'm, or is incapable of being art. But I think the development of comedy has, you know, historically been in service of entertainment, which I enjoy. I like entertainment. I think it's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. But like, you know, you do comedy with the audience and you respond, you make choices in service of their watching. Yeah. But then like you have comedy and then like, but I'm sure that, like, you know, there's comedy that kind of, like, moves into the artistic sphere where it's, like, the choices are being made not in service of the watcher. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, you know, almost at the detriment of the watcher. Yeah. But then, retrospectively, we're, like, oh, well, that's art. Yeah. You know, because yeah, they yeah. were making choices based on the work itself as and not opposed what, to what not the audience to wants. Anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like if I go on stage to, to act and I'm playing for laughs, I'm making choices in response to the audience and yeah. choosing to like play for laughs. Or if I go on stage and it's like I'm making choices that in service of the character regardless of the response of the audience, that's more of like an artful space to be in. But I don't know. It's something to keep thinking about. Yeah. I like it. Or not. Next topic. Next topic. <laughs> or we'll drop it. Home interiors. Ooh. I think this is a big one. I I think a lot of people maybe don't think that this is identity, but when you walk into someone's home and they have nothing on the walls and it's bleak as fuck in there, it says so much about them, especially their bedroom, I think. Like 
you are like have you ever walked into someone's bedroom and there's nothing there and their their bed is like yeah i've had sex with a lot of those people (laughs) me too awful it's awful and i don't know my and i think like the cleanliness or like tidiness of someone's space like also reflects a lot about them I think you're doing great, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> We're in my space, so Cat I'm very vulnerable everywhere. right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm being, like, you know, I really uh, went out on a, lo- on a limb. No, your space is cute, and it does say a lot about you. <laughs> it's good. Uh, no, I agree. I think that, I think people, I think that, like, you know, it takes time. Like, I think that uh, the flip side of that, or the other side of that pendulum is the, is, like, overdoing the interior and thinking that it defines you you know it's sort of Mm -hmm. like when you're just playing into i think that i look at like i'm like okay is this like an embodiment of this person or is this a template in which case okay this person thinks with templates yeah which is fine yeah i mean yeah but it says something about you it says something about you it does like how do you feel about string lights um, I do you I have string have, lights? I don't have them. I don't like string lights. I don't mind them. I don't like mirrors. Oh, I like mirrors. I do. I have two mirrors in my room. I don't know. I like them as long as they're not like too I don't like <laughs> too much. I love looking at myself. Yeah, I had a therapist that was like, God, I've gone through a lot of therapists. Uh, <laughs> who gave me the weirdest suggestion? I was having like you know, like, self-image issues. And she was like, take all the mirrors out of your house. She was like, that's oh, what I did. And at the time, I was like, that is the weirdest, just stupidest, craziest, most unhealthy thing Did you do ever. it? No, I didn't. But now <laughs> I kind of understand what she was saying, where it was like, if looking at myself doesn't serve me, remove then remove the mirror. Yeah. It's like, I don't have to look at myself. It's not required. Yeah. And I don't have to get to a place where, like, I can. You know, it's like, <laughs> if it doesn't serve me, it doesn't serve yeah, me. Yeah. And then maybe one day it will. But so now I get it, so I don't have mirrors. <laughs> Interesting, you don't. I have a lot of mirrors, but not... I well, mean, you're vain. Well, I'm vain, but also they expand the space. They make they do. a room look bigger. Yeah. Like in my room, I have a lot of plants. Uh, plants make me feel really good. And I, have I have one a lot plant of, like, that is just <laughs> being kept alive on the like it might as well be in guantanamo (laughs) oh my god joe i have a lot of plants and i have a lot of art on the wall and it's like art that was like passed down from relatives or from artists that i like and like buy it from like i don't know i feel like my room is pretty unique but not because i need it to be just because it has stuff that i like in it it says a lot about you i think it says a lot about me my bedroom says nothing about me but my living room definitely speaks yeah no totally and that's privilege there it is. I have two rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Not even to mention a kitchen. Oh boy. Okay. Well, the kitchen is really part of the living room. Ooh. Fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. What are your instincts? Did you when add you... fawn? No, fawn is one. Fawn is. It's the new one. It's the new one. Well, it's not a new one. It's but it's like newly talked about. Usually, it was just like, you know. Fight or flight, the first two, and then they added freeze, and now fawn. Do you know what fawn? What is fawn? Fawn is like be so, coy, try to seduce your attacker. Kind of like in order to be safe, you just go along with whatever they say. Women do it all the time. I do it all the time. Uh, but if it's a mountain lion, how do you do that? You can't do it with a mountain lion. It, that's like more interpersonal. Like if some, like if someone, um, 
is su- like sexually harasses you. Well, now I'm trying to or, think like, of how I with you. How would you with a mountain lion. You go no, rawr, <laughs> <for> <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> Just play along. <laughs> Maybe it would work. It works. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, yeah, or like if someone's like making you feel uncomfortable with an opinion that they're saying, you play along. You you agree with it in order to be safe. I I feel like the my the ones I do most are fight and fawn, <laughs> depending on the situation. Okay, it's both aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fight very yeah, obviously very. Fight aggressive. or fawn. Yeah, those are my two go tos. Like, I have. Uh, another identity thing i have a, a huge issue with like injustice happening in front of me mm. and i will uh scream at strangers that's happened i mean countless times oh yeah has it ever occurred to you that you might be misunderstanding the situation 100 and i have been it's been proven to me that <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i perceive it as an injustice i react in a fighty way and then everyone around me is like holy shit you're unhinged well, that's good. Yeah. That see, that's an identity. Yeah. Unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> um, I flight, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. But yeah, I will. I am. I've gotten very good at escaping. Mm. People don't even notice that I'm escaping. Wow. My escape pod looks like a tea room that people are being invited into, <laughs> and then suddenly it's gone. <laughs> Into the vacuum of space. Wow. I will escape. Magician. I will. I am an adept. I will just shut down. Mm-hmm. I've been on dates where it's like we're on a hike or something, and they're just like, "I'm not really interested in you romantically." At the beginning or of something of a hike, of a hike, and I'm just like, I just stop. I just like shut down, and yeah. then we'll just like walk up the mountain, and I'll just like you, you know just one word in. I just don't speak. You because I'm like I'm not gonna waste on. a single second on this like but situation. But you still go on the hike. I'm there. <laughs> They t- someone has told you at, a, at the beginning of a hike that they're not mid hike. It was oh, mid hike. You can't just turn around. And, and we go. uh, we got there with their car. That sucks. Yeah. Fuck them. Someone told me that they were they weren't. We I, someone I was dating told me that they didn't want to pursue a romantic relationship with me right before we watched an unabridged production of Henry the <laughs> Fifth, which is the, just hands down the cruelest thing someone's ever done to me. Damn. Like, not even, like, with an opportunity for me to leave. Like, we were, like, in our seats. Oh, my God. I'm like, what do oh. I do now? Watch this? Did you get up and leave? No, I watched. That's fun. You had a fun response. Um, is that a fun response? Because I had no choice. What, what do you mean you had, you could not have physically I wanted to watch left. the play. Oh, you wanted to. It was just uncomfortable. It, he made the experience uncomfortable. Okay, so it so your priorities were okay. Watched. I fond. I think it's we'll a fond call response. It a fond. I think it is. I had a fond response uh, a few months ago because I went on a date. I went on a bumble date with someone. He was awful, and we sat in a movie theater that a movie that he wanted to see, and there were like less than ten people in the theater, and the people that we sat right next to were my ex boyfriend. And the person that he was with. Mm-hmm. And it was someone I hadn't seen in years. And oh. we had a messy breakup. And we sat right next to them. And I, I did a flight. So I was like, we need to move seats. 
And then this guy, like, oh, it was so awful. We were, like, watching Resident Evil, and he was, like, God. from Manchester, There's England. just no part of this. It's, <laughs> it's so bad. I wanted to get up and leave, but I felt like I couldn't. And so I froze and then fawned and was like, okay, I'll watch this movie. And he was so fucking annoying. He was like, Did you oh like my the film? God. No. It was, I didn't like the film because I was so distracted by everything happening. And also this guy was like, do you like giving massages? And I was like, no. And he was like, um, oh, what did he say? At one point, he was like, oh, this movie is starting out just like... I'm sorry, who is this person <laughs> from, and where is he from? Maybe this isn't a perfect accent, but he was from Manchester, England. He was he was just terrible. From Denmark. And when I said I wanted to move seats, he, he had his feet up on the seats in front of him, and he was like, I don't want to move because my face is too comfy. <laughs> so he's Irish? No. no. Oh, you're just doing an Irish accent. No, that's not an Irish accent. This is a Scottish accent. I don't want accent. to move because my face are too comfy. That would my, be Irish. Oh, I see. My face are too comfy. It's like... My face are too comfy? <laughs> yeah. He was awful. And I sat there through the whole movie. He was terrible in, from an island. We get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then you stayed. I stayed. Um, and watched the terrible movie with the terrible person. Yeah. In vicinity of terrible people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. But you had you already paid for the ticket? He paid for it, yeah. Oh. So I should have So you're left. a whore. <laughs> yeah. Well, I felt bad. I was like, I shouldn't have felt bad. I should have got up and left. I, and I wish I would well, have. But, like, what? Who would that have served? You? Yeah. Oh, I guess. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it would have served me. But you always would have been wondering, like, what happened in that movie? I would never have given a single fuck what happened in Resident Evil. Well, <laughs> until you were on Jeopardy and the question came up. <laughs> That's true. And it, it was standing between you and a million dollars. And you would have been like, God, why didn't I stay on that terrible date? <laughs> million dollar question is about Resident Evil. Yeah. Alright, we'll do one more. Okay. Because we're running out of time. I know we all have busy, busy lives. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't say anything. Oh. Foundation of Self. A good finale. It is a good finale. Um, what is your foundation of self? Man, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, like, that's, that's it made like of the gingerbread question. or cement? <laughs> it's cement. No, no, no. It's like, it's like water. It's Is it a very craftsman fluid. or a Victorian? I'm trying to think of my foundational, like, self things. I wrote that one. I should have, like, come up with something. But, like, that was the question that my friend asked me. Like, who is Bailey? You know? Who is Joe? Like, really Well, who is that friend? Who are they? She is very fucking cool. She's, like, a psychic and a tarot reader and, oh, like, okay. a life coach. She's really cool. Who are you? Who so are what's you? your foundation? I don't know. You go first. Eat, pray, love. <laughs> um, okay, I think I am... What do you value? I think I'm an optimist. Okay, I think, you value optimism. I do. I think I... I think I... I really... Um, I'm committed to my own happiness. Okay. I think that's something foundational about me. Um, what's wanted, another value? Mm, wait, you do value. I did. Okay, I value uh, uh, being a beginner and uh, mm. seeking education. Ooh. Not like formal education necessarily, but like staying curious. Yeah. Learning new things. Life. A student for life. Um, I value. How do I want to say this? Getting railed. Maintaining. I value getting. I do. I do value getting railed. 
Uh, I don't know if that's foundational. <laughs> that is the beginning, the end, the middle. My value getting railed. Um, I value like like maintaining, like maintaining things, like sticking with something, committing oh, to okay. something, following through, following through. Yeah, but like in a way that there isn't like an end, like like exercise is something like that like that's mm. something i never want to stop doing and so you have to find ways to like make that part of your life i guess does that mm. make sense yeah totally i value abandoning anything at the drop of a hat <laughs> at all times <laughs> wow especially if i like it damn Just throw it out the window <laughs> damn it doesn't serve you if it makes you happy it doesn't serve you <laughs> That's my motto. Uh, wow. Um, I value independence and like alone time. Mm-hmm. I like being alone. Oh, I love being alone. It's nice, but mm-hmm. I also like being with other people. But I need to recharge, so I have to. Like a battery. Yeah, like a battery. Or a, a Tesla. Yeah. I value uh, <laughs> integrity. Ooh, integrity's good. I value being hot. Even if it's bad. Even if it's like, you know, just sticking, you know, integrity. Like, uh, you, the, I think that people should be uh, embrace their sh- shitty qualities, too. Ooh, I like that. I and like be that. like, and I'm like, you know, I'm a work in progress. I, I, it's like, you know, being like honest about yourself and who you are and your perspectives. Instead of being like... Yeah, authenticity. It's like, I'm not saying go around, like, you know, being shitty, mm-hmm. but being like, okay, that was who I, uh, I did something wrong, mm. and I'll own up to it. Yeah. Um, I don't like uh, people who are hypocrites. I think that's fair. That's, I just think that's so gross. Um, do you feel like you've never been a hypocrite? Never. I've never done anything hypocritical ever. <laughs> not once. Good. Then you're not disgusting. You're not Good. disgusting. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that so quickly. <laughs> um, man, I feel like it's still hard. I feel like it's hard to like say what your foundations are. Um, but you are. You. Oh, I think I I think at my foundation, I'm like a protector of other people. I think that's something that I have always like, even as a child. So you're violent. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. sometimes. Often. Yeah, sometimes often. I've like punched people in the face before. Yeah, in service of people who I thought were being babies. bullied. Yeah, I've punched babies in the face if I thought that they were bullying the smaller. You're bullying baby. the smaller baby. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Is what? there anything else we want to say about identity? Um. I think a lot of people encourage you to be yourself. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage you to be someone else. Wow. Just... Just drop it. <laughs> let, let it go. <laughs> Just completely change your hair color. Yeah. Put on a mustache. Oh, I love... Um, oh, uh, yeah. I have to say, another foundational thing about me is that I think a mustache is so sexy. Good, okay. yeah. Keep Slap on. one on. Uh, wear something completely the opposite of what you would normally wear. Go, yeah. to, a, go to a party you weren't invited to. Ooh. And just, 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 just be 
as just not you as you can. And you'll see. You'll see. Everyone will love it. And <laughs> uh, and it'll be a whole new life for you. You might find yourself. You will find yourself in the being of another. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Uh, I think it, Confucius said that. So, <laughs> you know, just, just drop it. Just everything you think makes you interesting. It doesn't. St- stop. <laughs> Wrong. And wow. stupid. Uh, You're a really just, good doctor. <laughs> I am such a good doctor. Just go, just just shave your head. Um, show up late. Yeah. Um, just disregard other people. Just fuck all the way off. Fuck all the way off. Uh, find a baby. <laughs> take, take it. Bring it to the party. Um, say it's yours. Raise it. Wow. Um, and yeah, it's like, it's not as hard. Everyone, all this hoi polloi about how difficult it is to find yourself and be a person it's not it's all fake <laughs> just, just make yourself. something up yeah just like you know uh say you're a scientist and uh put your legs up and let things go inside you <laughs> that's my what about you bailey what's your advice my my advice um, I just everything that is the opposite of what Joe said. Well, you're wrong. Everything you that's all the opposite. Rue the day. Uh, <laughs> I think to find your identity, I do think there's something to that. Do stuff that doesn't work, you'll find what does work. That's here's my advice: find the edges, find your edges, go all the way off, and be like, oh, I ran into something that I fucking hate. I can't do this anymore, and do that. And completely all the time until you have a very like clear shape of who you are. Oh yeah. See now my advice is similar. Find the edge and then jump. <laughs> Perfect. I think that's a great way to end. Perfect. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Uh, you're better for it. Um, I'm Joe. I'm available for anything. Jobs. Uh, talks um uh, my consultation fee is very high Um, i'm bailey i'm blonde now so i prefer no one speak to me at all ever again yeah she's just gonna be eating soy frappuccinos and i'll just be screaming on a street corner until next time